more than 300 million of Muslims around the world call themselves Shia. What does it mean to be Shia? How do they think? How do they live? And much more in the Shia podcast. Assalamu alaikum everyone, this is the Shia podcast on Shia Islam, I'm Sayyid Razi, your host. This is the third episode of the Shia Studies podcast series. Thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoyed this episode. In the previous episodes, I talked about some introductions concerning my main topic that is introducing Shia. I introduced the main source on which I am uh, proceeding, the book Shia Islam by Allama Tabatabai. Then I talked about uh, three terms that relates to our topic. They were religion, Islam, and Shiism. Now in this episode, I want to start the main topic, means introducing Shia. Uh, as I promised uh, in this episode, I'm going to talk about historical background of Shiism. The first question that we are facing with in the history of Shiism is the origin of Shiism. In this episode, I want to talk about this significant subject. Based on historical reports and evidences during the lifetime of the Prophet, there were some groups of people who known as fans of Ali and they were called Shiite Ali. Uh, there were many reasons why a group of people during the period of prophecy uh, introduced themselves as the Shiite. The Prophet Muhammad in different times and places had pointed to his successor and to this issue that uh, this placement is belongs to Imam Ali. The Prophet's efforts to introduce Ali as his successor had not been in secret, and the Prophet uh, intentionally in different times had pointed to his successor. So it was uh, natural that some people at that time during the lifetime of the Prophet called themselves as Shiite Ali. Uh, let me point to some of these historical reports. As was mentioned, introducing Ali as the successor by Prophet happened several times from the early year of the rise of Islam. Uh, based on uh, one of these reports, the Prophet, in the first public invitation to Islam, uh, introduced Ali as his successor and inheritor. Based on the verse 214 of the chapter 26 of the Quran, uh, which was revealed to the Prophet three years after Be'etha, uh, 612 CE, the Prophet was ordered to warn the nearest of his kings and uh, invite them to Islam. According to what is mentioned in Shia and Sunni commentaries of the Quran, after receiving this command, the Prophet invited 40 of his nearest kings for a meal. He then said to them, 
Oh, children of Abdul Muttalib, I do not think anyone from among the Arabs has ever brought his people something better than what I have brought for you. I have brought you the happiness of this world and the hereafter. Then he said, I invite you to two worlds, and with these two worlds, you will enter paradise and be saved from hell. These two worlds are saying that there is no God but oneness God, la ilaha illallah, and testifying that I am the prophet of God. Then he said, which one of you will help me in this mission and become my vicegerent and deputy? Everyone was silent. Then Ali said, O messenger of God, I will. The prophet then said, this is my vicegerent and caliph among you. Listen to what he says and follow his orders. As I said, one of the verses of the Quran has pointed to this event. So this event has stated in the Quranic exegesis, uh, this verse known as Al-Indhar verse. Uh, from other angle, this event has stated in sources of hadith because uh, as it's mentioned, the prophet has stated narration uh, in that gathering. This narration known as uh, hadith Yawm al-Indar or hadith al-Ashira or hadith Yawm al-Dar has stated in sources of hadith. Uh, and also as a uh, as a historical event, Muslim historians have addressed to this event. Among these uh, Quranic exegesis and sources of hadith and history, I can point uh, Al-Burhan by Bahrani, Tafsir Al-Quran Al-Abim by uh, Ibn Kathir, Ad-Dur Al-Manthur by Suyuti, Majmul Bayan by uh, Tabarsi, and other Islamic scholars. Uh, for more information, you can visit my website. If we accept that the Prophet has introduced Ali as his successor in that party, uh, then it is unlikely that the Prophet didn't repeat that action. The Prophet surely has introduced Ali to the people, uh, at least to the some of his near companions. Also, it is unlikely that the Prophet introduced Ali as his successor but didn't give a duty to him as a successor uh, and didn't pay attention to his position. According to lots of completely authenticated hadith that both Sunnis and Shiites have stated, uh, the Prophet explicitly said that Ali is free from error and sin, 
uh, in his actions and words. Uh, thus, whatever he says is perfect and based on the teachings of religion. Uh, based on one of these narrations uh, that Umm Salme has uh, recounted, the Prophet said, Ali is always uh, with the truth and the Quran, and the truth and the Quran are always with him. And until the day of judgment, they will not be separated from each other. This hadith has been transmitted through 15 channels in uh, Sunni sources and 11 in Shiite sources. Umm uh, Salmeh Ibn Abbas, Abu Bakr, Ayesha are among its transmitters. Also, the Prophet said about Ali, he is the most knowledgeable of men in the issues in matters pertaining to Islamic sciences and commands. Let me recount uh, one of these narrations. The Prophet said, Abstractions has been divided into ten parts. Nine parts are given to Ali and one part is divided among all the people. Uh, you can find other uh, hadith in the website. No Islamologist uh, or historian can deny Ali's services and sacrifices, uh, especially in the early years of Islam. On the night of the migration, when the Prophet was informed by God that uh, he was going to be killed by the infidels of Mecca, so he decided to emigrate to Medina. It was Ali who was lying in the bed of the Prophet and foiled the plan of the infidels. Uh, this event is so significant that it became the beginning of the Islamic calendar. The details of this emigration and Ali's sacrifice has been stated in sources of history. Among these sources, I can mention uh, At-Tariq by Tabari, Al-Bidayu and Nahaya by Ibn Kasir, and other Muslim uh, historians. Uh, for more information, you can visit the uh, website. There are many reasons why the prophets and the Muslims left Mecca. Briefly, I can uh, say that uh, Mecca was no longer suitable and safe for the Muslims, and the prophet was sensing that many of his followers could not bear uh, any more suffering in Mecca. In addition to safety concerns, uh, the Prophet also did not have uh, the freedom to propagate his uh, message. The message of Islam was uh, universal and by remaining in Mecca, he would be depriving others from hearing the word of uh, God. Uh, as a result, Muslims in groups uh, with the permission of the Prophet began to emigrate to 
Medina, uh, which at that time called uh, Yathrib, and the Prophet remained in Mecca waiting for the permission of God for uh, his hijrah. Uh, in less than three months, uh, most of the companions of the Prophet emigrated to uh, Medina. Finding the support of the people of Medina for the Muslims, uh, heads of Quraysh realized that Yathrib uh, has become a base for the Prophet and his followers. So they uh, feared the emigration of the Prophet. They held a meeting in a place uh, in the name of Doran Nadwah and at the end, they decided to choose uh, one man from each tribe and they killed the Prophet all together. Uh, so uh, Banu Hashem, the kinsman of the Prophet, could not fight all of the tribes. Uh, God informed his Prophet about the assassination plan, the verse uh, 30 of chapter 8 of the Quran is narrated to be revealed then. وَإِذْ يَمْكُرُ بِكَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِيُثْبِتُوكَ أَوْ يَقْتُلُوكَ أَوْ يُخْرِجُوكَ وَيَمْكُرُونَ وَيَمْكُرُ اللَّهُ When the faithless polluted against you to take you captive or to kill or expel you, they polluted and Allah devised. And Allah is the best of devisers. So on the first night of the Rabi of the year uh, 14 after Be'etha 622 CE, uh, the Prophet left Mecca. Uh, at that night, Ali slept in the bed of the Prophet so that the assassins will not realize the emigration of the Prophet. Uh, the night is called Laylatul Mabit, means uh, nights of the sleeping. The verse uh, 207 of chapter 2 of the Quran is revealed about the uh, sacrifice of Ali for saving the life of the Prophet. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَشْرِي نَفْسَهُ بِطِغَاءَ مَرْضَاتِ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ رَؤُوفٌ بِالْعِبَادِ And among the people is he who sells his soul seeking the pleasure of Allah, and Allah is most kind to his servants. Okay, we were talking about Ali's uh, services and uh, sacrifices. Uh, also, we can point to the role of Ali in battles of Islam uh, with infidels and Jews. <clears throat> Ali participated in almost every major battle. Uh, of early Islamic history. Uh, 
the Battle of Badr, Uhud, Khaybar, Khandaq, and uh, Hunayn. According to authentic sources, if Ali had not been presented uh, in those wars, probably the enemy destroyed Islam totally. At the Battle of Uhud, uh, Ali stood by the side of the Prophet who was hurt and uh, risking his own life. As I mentioned, uh, choosing Ali as the successor of the Prophet, it's not based on one or two evidences. There are many reasons for this issue. Uh, but surely the central and main evidence of this topic is events of uh, Qadir Khum. In this event that is relates to the final pilgrimage of the Prophet, he explicitly proclaims Ali as his uh, deputy and successor. In that event, the Prophet chose Ali uh, to the general guardianship of the people and made Ali like himself their guardian. Uh, according to Shiite beliefs, uh, on returning from the last pilgrimage to uh, Mecca on the way to Medina at a site called Qadir Khum, the Prophet chose Ali as his successor before the vast crowd that was uh, accompanying uh, the Prophet. The Shiites celebrate this event uh, to this day as a major religious feast uh, marking the day when the right of Ali to uh, succession was universally uh, acclaimed. The Hadith of Qadir uh, in its different versions uh, is one of the uh, definitely established hadith among Sunnis and Shiites. More than 100 of the companions have uh, recounted uh, this hadith with different chains of transmission and uh, expressions. And it uh, has been recorded in books of Sunnism and uh, Shiism. Okay, let's back to our main question. Uh, why in the period of prophecy some people called themselves as Shiite Ali? Uh, it is completely natural that based on these evidences and regards to the special uh, prophet's interest in Ali, some of the companions of prophet gathering around him and introduced themselves as Shiite Ali. 
furthermore, the phrase of Shiite Ali or Shiite of household has uh, repeated loss by Prophet. So we have to know the beginning of Shiism from the uh, beginning of uh, Islam. Uh, let me recount one of these narrations uh, which is recorded in the book Ad-Durul Manthur of Suyuti. Uh, Jabir says we were in the presence of the Prophet when Ali appeared from uh, far away. The Prophet said, I swear by him who holds my life in his hands, this person and his partisans, uh, means Shia, uh, will have salvation on the day of judgment. Dear audiences, what you heard was the third episode after introducing Shia podcast series. I hope was useful for you and you benefited from that. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the cause of the separation of the Shiite minority from the Sunni majority. Uh, listeners, thank you for your time and joining me in this episode. Please send me any questions or feedbacks to the podcast email uh, info at the shia.ir and uh, you can also contact me on the shia.ir on Instagram and the shia underline ir on Twitter. Please subscribe my channels. You can always catch our previous episodes. Uh, to be informed about our episodes, please follow us on our social media pages. Uh, you can find them on our website www.theshia.ir. Please visit my website. Uh, you can see the text of the episode and probably some more information about the episode on the website. Thank you. We will be back with another episode. Take care of yourselves. Pray for each other. Goodbye.